0: Today's podcast is by Samsung Australian Diamonds coach Lisa Alexander, where she shares all her tips on rep trials and selections. Now, who better than the Australian coach to give us all the advice on what we should do when we arrive at the courts? Hi Netfitters, Sarah Wall here for another episode of our Netfit podcast. We are so excited to have the Samsung Australian Diamonds coach Lisa Alexander in the studio and we're talking all things rep trials. Now my Instagram Lisa goes off around rep time because everyone's wanting to know the next tip or what's the edge to get into a rep team and it's tough. I mean it's very hard one opportunity to impress their selectors. Give us a couple of pointers that you think young people going into rep training can have under their belt.
1: Oh, it's always tough. And particularly if you're from, um, I guess, one of the smaller clubs and you're coming along and there's lots of Uh, players from those bigger clubs and they've all got that particular uniform on. I I think I can remember that myself coming from um, little old Cheltenham Church of Christ and having to attend and I think there were heaps of East Burwood Uniting players all in their pink and white. So it is confronting at different times um, but it's a great test um, for yourself and I think what you've got to do is it's a bit like what I say to the Diamonds when they're coming through that tunnel and they're ready for their performance, that their performance doesn't start on the court. It actually starts, well, it starts a lot beforehand because they need to individually prepare, but it certainly starts from that point when they come through the tunnel and how they look and how they carry themselves. So their body language the way that they're interacting with each other. Are they positive? Are they engaging? Are they waving at the crowd? or Are they concentrating on what they need to do? That's all part of a performance, not just what goes out on the court. Um, You know, preparing as they're sitting next to each other on the bench, talking with each other, fine tuning a couple of little um, points about what they're going to do out on the court. So my advice is that, you need to understand that as soon as you shut the car door, if you've come with mum or dad to the rep trials, you're in performance mode. And even before that, which I'll talk about in a moment, but you really need to understand that you are, as soon as you close that door, how you carry yourself, even to the point where you're doing your warm-up on your own or your own little warm-up that you've organised for yourself before everybody else is doing it, if, if that's the case and you're just going straight on the court. Have you brought your own netball? Are uh, your um, ASICs shoes looking great? Um, from the athlete's foot? From the athlete's <laughs> foot. And all of those things, looking the part is really critically important because that's what selectors will sit up and take notice about.
0: Well, Lisa, what's this um, theory going around about a ribbon? Put a ribbon in the hair? Is that a part of the look?
1: It's a really important question, I know, um, Me, particularly myself, I don't like ribbons. It's maybe because I'm Victorian and I notice the Victorians are wearing them now. And I don't know, it's just a thing. Really, it doesn't matter, I don't think. It's what makes you feel good so we often have a saying, if we look good, we feel good. And that's really important for us as a team. Um, that's why we you know, love having a lot to say about what we're wearing in our uniform. Um, I like to feel really professional and comfortable on the side of the court when I'm coaching. It's part of my coaching performance. So I think if a ribbon helps you to feel more powerful, then that's what you should wear. If it helps to finish off your netball uniform to make you look and feel great, definitely you should be wearing a ribbon.
0: Well, I'd like to put my first selection to a state team down to a ribbon because <laughs> I have no idea how I got picked a little country kid from
1: Camperdown, but... I can guarantee it was your speed. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'll change my advice that I usually <laughs> give through Netfit. Oh, Lisa, um you've... Give set us up with you know obviously the stuff we do away from the court but we're standing there heart is racing and you're about to step onto the court what next?
1: Well this is part of what I would call your performance plan so I really think it's important for you to look back at a game that you've played really well or a trial that you've done before that you've you've been really you know really successful in. Focusing on what we call positive visualisation is really important for people. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're sitting an exam or you're doing um, a music performance, this is part of being psychologically, mindfully prepared for any performance at the end of the day. So positive visualisation means thinking back to a time when you've done really well uh, what's What are some of the things, key um, points that you might say to yourself for that time? You might even go back and close your eyes and think of that really great performance that you put out that last time. We often say to the shooters, what are your key words that you're saying when you're putting up your shot so it helps the consistency of their shot? So sitting down for a moment, closing your eyes, doing that visualization, remembering that match where you played really well and getting all of your emotions ready as you take the court. Even though you're feeling really, really nervous, that gives you an, a moment and an opportunity to get your thoughts under control before you then take take the court and ready to perform.
0: Absolutely. So the mental side um, to our NetFit community is so important and there's lots of um, access to content out there through the NetFit app now yep. that you can use on your way to the game to give you this sort of um, – way to approach selections, which we never had, which is really exciting. Um, the thing that scares most people is that panel of selectors sitting across the court and you're like, what are they thinking? So can you tell us what are selectors looking
1: for, Lise? Look, they're looking for things, like I said before, Sarah Wall, which is speed for you. But they are looking, you know, obviously for, you know, your wing attacks and your centres, that speed of movement and and the fitness aspect of it, for, particularly for your centre courts that you've got the ability to keep going Um, and I think the other point that's very important for attacking players is that selectors see you playing defence as well. If they see attacking players that are really great at their attacking skills and then once the ball turns over, they're not prepared to do the hard work in defence. That's a number one selector killer <laughs> or coach killer. So that's be, that would be something definitely that I would be concentrating on as an attacking player. And then on the same token in defence, obviously the defenders working hard on their defensive skills, their footwork, trying to get those intercepts. Uh, blocking shots, all that work. But of course, then we want to see them attacking really well out of defence. So it's that balance to your game that you've got both defensive and attacking elements to your game. That's what selectors want to be able to see, that you've got that all round game. And in fact, they could probably throw you into any position uh, and you'd still play well and you'd still be competitive is another thing that selectors are looking for.
0: And I'm really glad you said that because we do have um, lots of our netfitters ask me that. Um, my coach is playing me a at goal attack at club, but I'm going to selection and I'm really a defender. But I guess my message, the same thing was being able to play both is so important. So you support that and, and maybe some tips if someone throws a position at you that you're not used to, what do we do?
1: Well, you've got to embrace it and say to yourself, this is, this is my opportunity to show and Look, the good thing is playing, if you're a defender and all of a sudden you're playing goal attack, well, you want to be doing the things that you know are hard for you to defend. So if you're going to be that really annoying goal attack for a defender, you know, lots of movement, different entries into the circle, keeping on working the whole time and offering, uh, not being just somebody who just runs into the circle and expects the ball to be given to them on a platter and then shooting the goals, you need to do it all. So I think... Seeing it as a great challenge and seeing it as a way for you to show your flexibility and your ability to be smart and adapt to another position on the court, I think is really important.
0: Awesome. So I hope that gives you a bit of comfort out there. And it's such a common thing to even make a team and you move straight away. And it's probably until you consolidate yourself stuff in a senior team that you really do set into a position. So be willing to change. I think that's a a really good point, Lise. Now, another one I really love that you've really flagged here, and it's being honest with yourself. Sometimes we can be too honest and get down on ourselves, but to have a really professional view of who we are.
1: Absolutely. And this is part of you going through what I call that positive visualisation, is to get a journal or something, you know, that you can write down on and start to list out what your strengths are as an athlete and a netballer. So, you know, it might be going back over those times. You might even have some video, hopefully, or some footage of you playing when you've played really well and looking at that footage or watching some of the players that you know that you would like to be like and noting down some of the things or characteristics that they have that you'd like to bring into your game. And those sorts of things will help you to understand you as a player. What do you bring to the team? What assets do you bring to the team? Focusing on strengths, not the things always that we need to fix. Such a
0: good point. And that's a big confidence one. I think um, if we're doing a you know, a full review on how you perform on a selection day. It's a lot to do with the confidence. So all of these points should add up to how you see yourself. Um, Your last point, Lise, is such a huge part of netball and that's what makes our sport the best in the world is such a team team it's a team job to get a win. It doesn't take one person. And that's showing you are a team player at selections. How do you do that when selectors have never seen you before?
1: Yeah, look, it's really hard. It's getting the balance right. I think it's actually showing that you've got, as well as your individual ability and skill so that you can play attack and you can play defence well. Maybe it might be as simple as working or having a chat to the person that you're playing with when you first go at step out on the court. So say you're the centre and there's a wing attack, just having a quick word to them before the umpires are getting ready. There's always a few moments going across and talking to them and saying, look, you know, you lead out for this first centre pass. I'll drive down, but I'll make sure I'm going on the opposite side to you and I'll keep working around the circle edge and we'll try and have that balanced. So communicating with the person that you're going to be most, you know, you're going to be delivering probably the ball to that wing attack. How do they like it? Are they going to come through the middle? Are they going to come off the line and dodge so that you've got a bit of understanding before they even start playing in that trial? And that shows the selectors, and the selectors notice things like this, that you're prepared to work with your unit or your pair in that particular attacking phase. It might be the same as the wing defence. Are you going to double up on the wing attack together? Or are you going to stay up on your player and keep them wide and apart? So those sorts of things, even on the court, we can see that happening. Talking As a goalkeeper, talking to your goal defence, telling them, left, right, or the calls that you need to call so that you're showing that you've got, as well as the ability to shut down your own player, that you've got the ability to talk with your um, partner and help you know, secure a turnover.
0: Lisa, I'm so glad we have you as a part of our community because this is all of the stuff that I hope all of our young netballers are listening to because you're, you're listening to the Aussie coach and she's saying this to you and it's giving you a tip. It's getting outside your comfort zone when you go to these trainings and actually saying hello to someone you don't know. And I remember someone did that to me. I was the shyest person walking into this big, scary stadium in Melbourne and this girl came up and started to talk to me. And then from that moment, I was relaxed. So if you can do the same to someone else, because it is scary and you might've been at a selection before and that other person mightn't have been. And if you're telling us that selectors are watching that, how you interact. It's what I say all the time, you're never on that court alone.
1: That's right. And the selectors will be looking for that leadership of those players that actually make those um, more shy and younger players look comfortable. We do that with the Diamonds now. Our leadership group, part of their responsibility is to make sure they induct our new players that are coming into camp so that they feel they're going to be nervous. We know that. But at least they've had a chat beforehand and helped them to feel as comfortable as they possibly can. That happens even at the Diamonds level. I'd love to see that happening at the rep level. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now, we don't make teams all the time, Lise, and I think it's always a survival of the mentally fittest and strongest that believe in themselves to back themselves up each time. We've Probably you've got so many stories of so many diamonds that have missed out and missed out and missed out and hung in there and believed in themselves. What is the best tip when you get the call back to say, no, nope, you're not required here?
1: Look, it's really finding out what you need to do to get better and finding out from the people that you trust and know. And look, I can think of Renee Helenan, who was Helenan before she was an in Ingalls, and she'd had a really tough time. She'd been in the team and then she'd been out of the team. Not when I was the coach, but then it also happened when I was the coach of the Australian Diamonds as well. I think what really stuck with me about Renee is that she was really prepared to take on board the feedback that she was given and really work hard to try and address that as best she could and to stay in contact with the coach, not to get annoyed about it or down on the coach or down on her own club coach, but to look at it in a positive way to say, how is it that I can improve to get to this next level? Her opportunity came out of an injury. So all of a sudden she got her opportunity after, you know, two lots of massive disappointment of missing out on teams, being really, really upset. Then a window comes and that's the thing. Sometimes you miss out on a team, but then a window of opportunity comes. And if you've burnt your bridges or you've, you know, been negative or you haven't learnt as much as you can about that situation, then that opportunity may not come. It certainly did come for Renee and, you know, the rest is history. She went on to becoming a really major part of our Commonwealth Games win in two fourteen and our World Cup win in two fifteen.
0: Absolutely. So for all the net fitters out there, it's asking for that feedback, getting the feedback and then taking ownership of that. And you speak of Renee, but I know she would have people doing video analysis of her and then she'd sit with them and do extra sessions. She took it into her her own hands and I think that's a really um – pivotal and a very common denominator for all successful netballers or people in life when they actually take their growth in their own hands. And I think if that's something that you didn't get in, go back to the drawing board and work again. Another great one. And as positive and as much as our parents love us, they sometimes get in the car lease and get cranky at the coaches and selectors. And how does that make us feel as young people?
1: Yeah, look, it's an interesting conundrum because on one hand you want your parents to be your best supporters, but on the other hand, I don't. I think there's a there's a tipping point, there's a balance point there. Um, I think what they can gain from each other, or from your parents, is that support for you as a person. You're not, you know, a terrible person because you've missed out on a team. So I don't. I don't like the parents that absolutely scold their athletes for missing out and attack the person. But at the same time, I think, you know, attacking all the, the selectors and saying they were wrong and they're completely, you know, being disrespectful is at the other end of the spectrum and it's just as bad. I think it's about getting that balance in the middle, that it's not about your your daughter as a person, but it's about, it's it's a setback. Uh Look, I thought you should have got in, but I'm your mother and or I'm your father and I believe in you and I love you and I think you're great and your strengths are this and, you know, pointing out those strengths. But at the same time, what is it that we can do to get yourself into there? And it's about enabling the sort of environment that, you know, Renee was brought up in that she ends up looking at herself and seeking that feedback herself to get there. Because we don't want our parents doing it for us or our parents pop propping us up. We need our parents to be providing a resilient enough environment that we're going to learn some lessons, some hard ways that are unfair at times or seem to be unfair. Um, but then when we overcome that down the track, we can be assured as parents that we've provided enough challenges for our sons and daughters that they, you know, they've learned from it themselves and they can drive themselves and motivate themselves from within to get better.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And I think that's one of the most awesome things about young people now. It's actually probably sitting in that car and saying, oh, hang on, mum, no, I'm all right. Or yeah, no, that I know where I can improve, or it's taking that, as you said, ownership. But another thing that I've really noticed in our Netflix community is actually getting around the girls that got in. Now, that's one thing from my mum. She said to me, Sarah, you go and shake those girls' hands or give them a high five. Like they got in. Like that's a special night for them. And I just remember. And her breeding that into me at such a young age where the word jealousy was never allowed in our family. And I think that's what's helped me enjoy others' success. And guess what? Then the real great people in your life will do the same to you. When you finally make that team, you'll have that girl have your back. And if we can breed more of that amongst women in general, I think we're on the right path.
1: Yeah, look, it's that positive energy. And I think if you give off that positive energy it's going to come back to you at the end of the day. I believe in that karma. So if you're doing the right thing by other people, and that means your parents need to show you that way of respecting what's happened. So even though they're desperately unhappy for you, they understand the bigger picture, which is to respect the decision of the umpires or the coaching staff or the selectors. That's the bigger lesson. You've got to, you might not like it, but you've got to respect it. And to then actually say well done to the people that, you know, made that team or, or won that game, you know, that's a part of the whole learning about sport that can be applied to life.
0: Yep. Absolutely, Lise. We could talk for hours on this topic, but at the end of the day, we just want you to do your best at rep trials. Don't be so hard on yourself, but give it everything. And my last tip
1: is to dive on every loose ball. And mine is wear the ribbon if it makes (laughs) you feel powerful and really positive and feeling good. It works. P.S., it works.
0: Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the NetFit podcast. Brought to you by the NetFit app. At the Netfit app, we have fitness, coaching, nutrition, mindset advice. Tune into our podcast to get your weekly good vibes with us.